Hey everybody, welcome to Echo Base. I started the video recording and didn't tell Lou. So, Lou, I'll no, let you I, take it I from here. It. Oh, good. You, okay, you, well, there you, you go then. I premature the other day when I didn't hit the record button until after we started going, but I got it this time, so we we're all set. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're, uh, let's see, Echo Base number 243, and uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. No. A little, a, a bit. Yeah, so let, let's get right into the news here. Um, <laughs> we have all kinds of Star Wars news this week um, from the Disney uh, investors meeting or investors call they had the other day. We, we do have um, to give a little bit of a light spoiler warning. Just just because yeah, I know some yeah, of our okay. audience is sensitive. Yeah, not not True. the episode for you. True. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what's coming up, then, you know. Maybe wait till the next episode or. Yeah. And and we will further. be, we, we <laughs> will be discussing the events of season two of the Mandalorian in context with a couple of these things. Not, we won't cover this weekend's episode. So not episode seven. If you're still catching up, that's fine. But um, season two, episodes one through six, we are, we, we may be mentioning some, some things that get revealed. Um, and then we'll probably do some light speculation uh, throughout on some of this stuff, though, the heavier speculation we're actually going to save for upcoming episodes of The Outer Rim. Yeah, we're going to unpack each one of these items in a future episode of The Outer Rim to really kind of delve into it, what we feel, how we how we think what's going to happen, that kind of stuff. Um, this will be just basically our news and, you know, quick commentary on all the bullet points. So um, where where to start? Um, this was a this was a convention. This was celebration. Uh, you know, multiple panels all packed into what a 10 minute presentation. I mean, it was it totally true. I, I had to take a breather after the whole thing got done. But also like, I, I gotta say, I, I'm not a Kathleen Kennedy hater. I think she does just fine running the company. There have been some mistakes. That's not surprising. Anybody could have made the mistakes they made. Um, and I don't think sure. everything falls on one person there either. So I actually mm. appreciate Kathleen Kennedy and, and um, you know, you can call me out on that offline if you want hop into discord. Uh, let us know what you think on that. But her presentation, th this whole Disney thing that was like four hours long, you could tell that there are some people who are very much presenters and some people who are very oh, much yeah. corporate officers who just are not comfortable in front of a screen. And I think Kathleen Kennedy is good when she's able to go off script a little bit, but when she's reading a teleprompter, that is not her comfort zone. And it showed mm. no. all due respect. Well, but. and think about the audience too. This wasn't designed for us, right? right? It was, this, it's an investor call, right? And it did, I, I'll tell you right now, it, it did exactly what we, what it was designed to do because this, the stock spiked higher than it did uh, before it crashed back in March. Yeah. So, you know, fr from that sort of standpoint, you know, I have mm -hmm. to give it a little bit of credit because it wasn't designed as a convention presentation. I, right. I think they knew full well that we would all be watching it, but, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. And then we would all be jealous uh, about the fact that we didn't get to see half of the preview content, and then we're all going to go buy yeah. one Disney stock so that next year. That's right. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. You'll get access to all that stuff. Um, you know, that was the thing. I think, you know, this, this call is about money right. for Disney, right? This is not about showing us what's coming up. We get the benefit of it because, you know, hey, for them to, you know, woo more investors and show their investors that, hey, the stock is, you know, 
going to be going up. We have confidence in the company going forward. They're showing us all the good stuff they got going forward mm -hmm. um, and how much depth they have. That's yeah, right there in the name, Investors depth. Call. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen more depth in this call than I think we've had in the last three or four years. Oh, yeah. This was so deep. Yeah, you had to wear boots. Well, it's huge. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that from, from that standpoint, it's it it's huge because they – their stock completely tanked in in March. This is a company that that 30 years ago, their entire I, I would say 95% of their revenue was park based. If the mm -hmm. park shut down in the 80s, Disney's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. That's certainly changed now, but uh, th there's no denying that they they are taking an ongoing massive hit with Disneyland closed, with Disney World functioning at at just a, a severely reduced capacity, yeah. uh, theaters being closed. You know, you got movies out there like. Black Widow that are still on the shelf and not bringing in the millions that that they were counting on. So a call like this, I have to wonder whether they did, you know, the, the amount that we saw here and the, the sort of polish on the presentation and the public facing nature of it was designed, you know, obviously to, to hit more than that, to build that confidence in the brand yeah. that, hey, look, we may be bleeding in a lot of areas, but it's not in the streaming market. Mm -hmm. So one of right. the Star Wars specific things that we could probably start with because it's quick and it's easy and it's not like the content based stuff that we all care about. So just to throw this out, um, we got the name Stagecraft, which is, I guess, what they're calling the technology that they were referring to as the volume. Um, we got confirmation yep. that in season two of Mandalorian, they had a larger volume set. The, the virtual mm -hmm. um, 360 degree set is what we're referring to. And um, so there's a larger one for that. And they've got new sets in, uh, what was it, L.A., London, and Australia, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've committed to yeah, that. Yeah, we it's expected awesome that. Technology. But I didn't know that they already had these other sets built already and that they were going, um, that they were already that far ahead on it. But that's great. I yeah, want I that. Mean that screen is like to just watch the episode of the Mandalorian on. Right. I want to be enveloped in it. I mean, screw <laughs> VR, right? Just get one of those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, set up a little, a little bedroom area within it. And then like just a little tent, you know, with, what was that cost? Yeah. Yeah. What does that cost? Like 1200 yeah. bucks? Like not that much. Yeah. Make that work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it'd be great. Just put a yurt out in the backyard and have it right. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's start unpacking each one of these things as we go through here, because we don't have all the time in our world tonight, but yeah. let's go through them. Um, so the first two things were spinoff series, um, ser series, series, series from, um, yeah, from uh, The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, news about Ahsoka getting her own spinoff series and something they're calling the New Republic, uh, sorry, the Rangers of the New Republic. And um, they're calling them both, well, it's hard to say, so... On StarWars.com, they did call the Ahsoka series um, a limited series. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Um, Good to know. I'll have to update my notes. They didn't say the same thing about uh, Rangers of the New Republic, but there was a quote from Kathleen Kennedy that said, these will culminate in a uh, climactic story event. So that kind of tells me that these are both going to be limited series. Um. I mean, not, am, am I wrong? So it could that? just be, I mean, a, a non-limited series is technically limited right i mean lost was limited to six seasons 
Well, so depending yeah, on obviously being, they all are right. But so yeah. it could still yeah, everything comes to an end. Right. So it could still end and then culminate in this this big event. Um, so yeah, I mean, we don't really know yet whether it's uh, they're both going to be limited series or not. But what I found interesting about it is the fact that it's going to culminate in a big event. Um, this has mm, been something that, that had been movie? rumored for a while. And uh, I, I don't know. Some people are saying it, it could be on the big screen. I don't think it will be. But um, and other people are speculating it could be another mini series like uh, what they did with Daredevil and Iron Fist and all that when they had the Defenders. Um, right. But... Mm -hmm. I what my what makes me happy about this and this was not my idea I, I actually um this was suggested by Den of Nerds uh, a YouTube channel was this Felony verse that I'd been mentioning for a while um I like the idea that kind of like with the MCU and with the DC universe on television and all that we've got this overlap where we have multiple series that intertwine with one another and the Netflix uh, Marvel stuff is mm -hmm. another good example of that I like that. So I think that's great news. Yeah, that was the I big agree. takeaway for me is that, you know, all of these things, yeah, they're going to branch out, but then they're also going to coalesce and come back. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, to think other than the, uh, some of the, the defenders project. If, if I've seen something that was like this, where you have multiple series converging into to one, uh, sort of story. I think it's awesome. I mean, you know, whether they're stealing it or not, I think it's a great idea. And, and, uh, you know, I think it'll get fans really invested in watching both shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that, that that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you, you're essentially making it symbiotic. You're having some occasional crossovers while you're still having a show that focuses on, you know, one person or a, a specific group of people. And that is the kind of stuff that really does it builds a franchise. And and hey, we already have a franchise. We've had a franchise for a long time, but now this is really forging a completely new territory. And they've shown a very clearly a proof of concept with the Mandalorian, with what they've done with it. That yes, people are going to flock to Disney Plus. They're going to watch the crap out of this. They're going to talk about it. They want to expand everything that has to do about it. And, you know, we're going to see a next step of this uh, starting up next month with uh, WandaVision. Um, mm. So that's going to launch the MCU side of this. And I think that, you know, that's obviously going to draw even more people. And it, 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 this, this stuff works. And this was going to happen regardless of the pandemic the stuff that we heard last week in this investors call is probably amped up a little bit because of that. But there were some of these things that had been rumored for a while. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's good. I, I don't see a downside to this at all. Um, I mean, I, I have heard a couple of people say the thing that they've said a couple of years ago that, Oh my gosh, we're going to have oversaturation of star Wars. Well, you don't have to watch I, it all. Yeah, it, it's they, true. They've got, yeah. Your, they've got your money either way each month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and the I, thing is, is that, that that topic, that comment. Yeah. It, it, plus, the thing is, most of it is not at least from what it seems. It's if there is any overlap, it's going to be very small overlap. So you're going to have 
you know, a series, that series ends, then you're going to have another series and it's just going to go back to back. Yeah, sure. They're going to throw a movie in there, which is going to go on at the same time as a series. But chances are those are also going to be very different things. Right. The movie is going to be in one time period and the series that are going on are going to be in another time period. What I heard yeah. they're building to is is a, a situation where you look at the calendar and there is always a next Star Wars show or a movie yes. on the horizon. And I think that sort of ecosystem versus uh, the MCU model of of cramming you know three to four movies in a calendar year, I think as a fan, that excites me that much right. more. And to back to what uh, you said, you know, the stakes are different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that they want us to always have something on the radar for us to focus on. And and to back to what Lou said about oversaturation, I think I can see it in the theater. Um, but on television, uh, who cares? Like it, yeah, just keep bringing it. Well, I, I mean, you could run into the same situation we had with you know Star Trek years ago when they were getting to the point where they didn't really have anything new coming out, new ideas. I mean, we got into Voyager and that didn't have as good reception as Deep Space Nine did. Mm -hmm. And Enterprise came out and that was even worse. And it just, and then at some point they shut it down and said, you know, we're taking a break. But so the difference is that those didn't, um, and we'll get back to the news here in a second too, because like you said, we do have a lot to get through, but th those didn't have an overall story arc with DS9 maybe being an exception. Um, mm -hmm. Not like, the stuff we're seeing now, if we use the Marvel stuff that Netflix did as an example, they had some of those running concurrently, I think. Um, yeah. Not a lot of overlap, but a little bit, or if not, at least mm -hmm. like it, very consecutively. And nobody complained about any sort of oversaturation or um, content fatigue there. So right. you're right to bring up right. Star Trek, but I think that we are in a little bit different situation this time around, which is good. So, um, and yeah. I looked over the article just now um, that you you threw in the Skype chat for uh, StarWars.com, and my interpretation of the mm -hmm. way it's worded is that while they were very specific about Ahsoka being a limited series or a quote event series, as they refer to in the the call for a few different things, um, they didn't make that distinction with Rangers of the New Republic. So I'm assuming that that's not. Um, yeah, I, I was. It was unclear. But the culmination thing just kind of living to believe they have an end in sight, not just we're going to make we're going to make seasons until we get you know shut down or, or until we decide to, to shut or it down. Or it could be that that culmination um, is to bring all of these different things together, and something could still continue past that. I mean, true, that's possible true. too. We still have some. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to after not trying event. to right. it. I just no, <laughs> just want to bring it up. And, and the other thing um, was because Kathleen Kennedy talked about both of these at the same time in that presentation and didn't really separate the two. She talked about one of them starting on December 25th of next year, but she didn't indicate which one, I don't think, right? I thought it was going to be the Ahsoka one, but I can't remember where I saw that because it's not in that article. I may have seen it somewhere else. But We already know what's coming for Christmas next year. That's so amazing. Thank you, Santa Claus. <laughs> Spoiler time. <laughs> and so, so these two properties themselves are being run by uh, Favreau and Filoni. So... Um, Kind of some continuity there. I think that's uh, it's a good thing going yep. forward. Um, next up, we have the Andor series, and this is something we've known about for a while now. Um, they gave us some more um, actors uh, appearing in this. Mm -hmm. So um, Stellan Skarsgård, um, Genevieve O'Reilly, Denise Goh, um, Kyle Soler, and Adria Ajorn, Ajorna. 
That, that's really good, um, Lou. That's as see, good yeah. as I would have done with those. So, uh, yeah, I, I try. Yeah, I try. Not bad. Um, I'm uh, so Tony, happy we're getting Tony Mon Gilroy Mothma. is running it. What's that? I'm so happy we're getting Mon Mothma. Speaking of Genevieve yeah. O'Reilly, she was yeah. outstanding yeah. in Rogue. It's so one. rare that you get yep. somebody like recast in a known role like that, and then so seamlessly pulls it off. And and some of it obviously this is the physical appearance is very similar, but then she just she has that same presence as the original actress from Mon Mothma did, and so. It's yeah. nice to see her back. So this is one of the few things, or I shouldn't say a few things, one of the things we got uh, a public sizzle reel for. Um, yeah. Nothing as far as shooting goes, because I think all the stuff they showed that was live action was from uh, Rogue One. It took me a second to realize that, because they had the U-Wing sweep into yeah. Masasi base, and I was like, oh, snap, and then I realized mm. it's Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> now, it began yeah, production two weeks Rogue ago. After the so it, it mm, is shooting. Right. It is... Right. Yeah. Right. So she did confirm that. And they did show some some concept art stuff. I yeah. think uh, yeah. they showed um, you know Andor in a like a broken canopy cockpit of some sort of. It a looked fighter. like an A wing. Uh, things. Yeah. Yeah. So that that looks pretty. I mean, that they're going forward and this is under production. That this this is this is awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I will are, say, uh, Diego Luna alongside, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Poe. Oh. No, Alan Tudyk. I, I sincerely hope K2 oh, Oscar makes an appearance in this. But Oscar Isaac, yeah. the mm. two of them, uh, you know, two of my favorites uh, in terms of actors and how they played their roles in all of the new material. So to get uh, Diego Luna back in that role is really mm -hmm. awesome. And I think it's going to be in an awesome time, you know, story-wise. I think it'll be really cool. We'll talk about that more on outer rim i'm sure but uh yeah we we're gonna get to one. see a cool yeah the one actor cool no, no they did announce um k2so with alan tudyk in this back when we first heard about this show a while ago so right? I'm, I'm trying to find confirmation of that because uh, alan tudyk was not mentioned in the investors call um no. mm -hmm. but i had thought that that was official somewhere I thought so it too. Would make I thought sense. it was announced back when they announced Andor. Yeah, and I thought even Alan Tudyk had mentioned it in an interview or something somewhere. I don't know. If any of the listeners out there, if you've got a link you can send us to uh, to a, a specific mm -hmm. source where it was mentioned, please do. I'm trying to compile a Make document with like through. citations for all the stuff we know and then all the stuff that's speculated. And, right. and that way we've got something. Maybe we'll even, I don't know, post it to the website or in Discord or something like that for people to reference, but... Um, sure. Yeah, if anybody has citations on that. Uh, so we get more confirmation about the Kenobi series. Or actually, was this the first official confirmation of the Kenobi series? No, it was announced at Celebration by Kathleen Kennedy and, and Ewan McGregor was there and, and said a little thing. So, um, yeah, that it's been officially confirmed that it's returning. Um, but we got confirmation that the title is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everybody's been calling it Kenobi. Um, much mm -hmm, like Andor right. is just Andor, not Cassian Andor. But this one apparently is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And right. we got confirmation that Hayden Christensen's returning as Darth Vader. That was the big this news This seemed here. to draw a whole bunch of reactions from people. Yeah, people are like really hyped. I mean, it's people sure. losing cool. their mind over yeah. this. Yeah, it's cool that he's coming back. I, I mean, I... But he's also gonna he's good he's vader he's not coming back as anakin right well i uh, i mean be, oh, oh. Uh, 
I mean, it could be a he could could appear in flashbacks and and the, you get some yeah, new Anakin they, material that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose mm. they could. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would if, if the thing yeah, is if, if he's just coming back as Vader, I'm not. I mean, it's fine. It's 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 great. I mean, I have nothing against the actor. He's yeah. I'm glad to see him again. Actor. Honestly, I just yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think he's underrated. But I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, truly, people were like crying. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah, and his reaction cool videos that, were just crying over this, right? Yeah, and and it's awesome that I mean people are that big of a fan of his. That's that's terrific. I just crying seems a excessive. So I think part of, hey, part of it stems know, from hey, enjoy it, you know. I think part of it stems from Hayden's own comments publicly about uh, you know his feelings in the wake of the prequels and sort of in that immediate reception several years afterward. I mean, he went to ground. He didn't appear at any conventions. True. I don't think he appeared at anything until Celebration 2019. Yeah, um, and he didn't do any movies for a while no, either. No, and then, no, no, he I did. Mean, it's been like two. He did. Um, Not for a while. Yeah, I know of two. I thought there was a third. A, You're I, right. I think it had a serious effect, and I think he he took uh, to heart the criticism and, and the vitriol that, that came out of those movies, and, and in some yeah. cases, you know, really unfairly so. Oh, and oh, to see him definitely. get another shot at the role and, and mm -hmm. have that sort of vote of confidence for him and, and quite frankly, have him willing to do it. I think that was part of it, too, because mm -hmm. he could have easily said, you know what, this this all left a bad taste in my mouth. I, you know, you guys find somebody else. And he would have been justified. I, that chapter. Mm -hmm. of my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that uh, and I've said this when we've gone back and analyzed the, the prequels and stuff. I think that. There were so many moments in the prequels where Hayden Christensen gave such a good performance um, that 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 kind of offsets the ones where the the performance was kind of so so. And Natalie Portman gave some so so performances in the trilogy, and I think that, and mm -hmm. we all know that Natalie Portman is a, a great actress. So I think that really speaks to mm -hmm. the responsibility that falls on the director's shoulders, not the actors. And Hayden Christensen had moments that he just he nailed it. And I think that between that and the other things I've seen him in, he's a good actor. People really underrate him. And oh, I'm glad to see him come back. And I think to your point about um, kind of his validation for his work before, I think this also one of the reasons that people are so excited about this is it gives validation to the people who grew up with the prequels and loved the prequels, but had to deal with all of yes. the prequel hate from older generation haters. Um, and I think that, you know, they've people have been saying ever since Disney bought out Star Wars and then what happened with the sequel trilogy, they want validation for the prequels because the prequel content they felt was kind of ignored in the sequel trilogy. And honestly, I understand why, because the storylines moving forward, you reference what just came before it. You don't have to go all the way back necessarily. But mm -hmm. this is something that that really goes back to the to validate that connection from the prequels. And I think that's great. I, I do want to point out that Kathleen Kennedy, I think, referred to him as Vader. I think she said Hayden Christensen will be returning yeah. as Vader, not as Anakin. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. a whole other discussion. Right. And, and she had one <laughs> sentence. She said, this will be the rematch of a century. And I don't know if she just meant that, you know, it's the, the cast returning together. Or if there's actually going to be a rematch, because now that's like, are, are we going to see... Obi-Wan and Vader fight again. And then, you know, yeah, there's really that line in the New Hope that, that kind of refers back to the mm -hmm. last time they met. So 
Yeah, yeah. I was questioning that myself, and I can't wait to dive into this one more in detail when we get to do yeah. this in, um, in Outer Rim. Yeah. In Outer Rim. Tim, what yeah, were you exactly. saying? Yeah, I, I'm just saying that, like, I, I kind of hope not, because that's, I, I mean, not that obviously they can't change something that was our assumption or impression, because mm -hmm. that's totally fair um, for, for them to be able to do that. But it really, like, there definitely seemed to be, again, I mean, I guess it was our, our assumption, but so much around this was the fact that Vader and Obi-Wan hadn't seen each other since, you know, Anakin got arms and legs hacked off. Right. So I, well, that, I don't know. It just, yeah, it that, that was really our assumption, odd. right? That, yeah. that was the last time they saw each other. We don't know that. And maybe they can rewrite that with this, with the series. It's going to um, debut with a quietly edit, re-edited a new hope. <laughs> that will just have <laughs> completely new dialogue. <laughs> when two times ago like we last met, How did you guys I was but the learner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it'd be interesting to see what, what they do I mean, with this. If, and I can't if, wait to dive into this more. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's certainly, I mean, they can do it well. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm again, I, I'm not opposed to it. It just seems strange because that's kind of what we've, what we thought we knew um, for, mm. for such a long period of time. And I'm sure that it's going to, if they do something like that, I'm sure there's going to be a heck of a lot of backlash from, you know, certain corners of the fandom who are just oh, like sure. so pure and set in their ways on things. And they're not willing to realize, you know, hey, let's just enjoy the ride. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And hopefully, <laughs> um, you know, hopefully we are as a group, we are kinder to Hayden. Uh, this time around, if there's something we oh, don't totally. like, but also he's also more mature and and can probably handle things better too. So I mean, it's tough to get that kind of criticism when you're that age. I don't think and, it's gonna. It, you know, anybody anybody would have been had yeah. a hard time. I mean, with the that. prequels were a while yeah. ago. You know, like 20 years ago now. But oh, um, so exactly. yeah, you know, exactly. Hayden's grown up quite a bit. But I, I think if there's any backlash, it's going to come back either on Kathleen Kennedy because, of course, or uh, Deborah Chow, who I hope it doesn't come back on because I think mm. she's proven herself in the Mandalorian. Um, I think she's done things before the Mandalorian. I say she's proven herself in the Mandalorian because I'm not familiar with any of her other work, but like mm -hmm. she did a good mm -hmm. job there. I hope that if people just don't accept what's in the Kenobi series, they don't start finding targets for their aggression. I'm sure they will, but I'm hoping mm -hmm. it's just oh, they will. normal internet nonsense and not the level of Star Wars fandom vitriol that <laughs> and I, I say fandom right. with like lowercase letters because I don't think haters really <laughs> deserve to be at the forefront of that. And you, and Eric, you mentioned Deborah Chow, and that's one thing that's kind of cool about this being a limited series. She's directing the entire right. series, which is nice. So yeah, yeah. Like continuity across the across the whole series. Yep. What's up next here? Oh, the Bad Batch. Uh, yeah. So the animated stuff is coming back. Um, this, these were the uh, what altered clones that were in the what the extra season we got of yeah um, clone these were the the video game characters yeah the team <laughs> right. fortress two guys you got the brute you got the sniper you you got the the pyro <laughs> the you've the got hacker. the scout you've got the medic or am I thinking wrong franchise I think that, yeah that sizzle real pretty though, much right? every franchise yeah <laughs> right that right. sizzle I know there are a lot of folks out there that sort of rolled their eyes and shrugged when it was announced that they would get a spinoff 
But I think that's, uh, that that little teaser trailer looked great. It, it looks like the animation from the Clone Wars has uh, been given a big boost. Mm-hmm. It looks clean. It looks fun. Exciting. Yeah, uh, I think exciting is a good way to describe it. As cheesy as that sounds, it looked really intense. It, it looked good. Mm-hmm. And I love that we got to see Fennec Shand in that from The Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, the Ming-Na Wen's character is uh, apparently mm-hmm. in The Bad Batch. And uh, we also see Grand Moff Tarkin, or maybe mm-hmm. Moff Tarkin, or Senator Tarkin, or you know whatever he was at the time. I'd, I'd have to check the timeline. Um, We're pretty sure his last name will still be Tarkin. Probably. <laughs> we don't know. Somebody can find We're an likely. article confirming that. Maybe he gets married, he changes it, he divorces later, he goes back to Tarkin. We don't know. <laughs> True. <laughs> you bring up a very valid point it, there. It could yeah. happen. But... Uh, it, so it's nice because we are already just in that that teaser getting to see some other things kind of blend into that 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 have consequence in the greater Star Wars universe. So you saw a lot of familiar nice. stuff that right. uh that I can't wait to get into in outer rim, but uh there's a lot of uh old muscle memory there in terms of uh the visuals and some of the locations and characters that we get to see so that was exciting that uh there'll be some mm-hmm. connective tissue and do we'll we know when this it. debuts um i don't uh, think I don't so i think so no they they didn't say nope. anything about a timeline um i, yeah, I will say that this... oh, go ahead i was just on the star wars site they do say that uh as a, the era of the show is post clone wars right and they're taking on mercenary missions now so a little bit different than what they were in the um yeah kind of the, the a team for star wars maybe but that's <laughs> oh, good though because get, i think the music i was pretty vocal yeah they need a van i was pretty vocal about not <laughs> liking uh, the clone wars episodes with them in it just because i felt like it was very kind of cookie cutter excuse me cardboard stereotype character uh, caricatures rather than characters really but mm. this gives them an opportunity to flesh those characters out a little bit. And so it's a good opportunity. I look forward to it. I'm optimistic about it. Haven't been thrilled with what I've seen so far. However, honestly, a lot of, if you go back to the first season of Clone Wars, the first season of Rebels, the first season of Resistance, um, I think the first season of The Mandalorian was not as strong as the second season of The Mandalorian. A lot of the stuff that we get from Filoni and company, it, it's a slow grind at first. And then it builds, and then it gets really good. Mm. Yeah, and, and, I, and I I knew that going into it, those episodes. That once yeah. I heard that they're doing a spinoff, I'm like, okay, well, it's not what I would would have chosen, but now it gives them an opportunity to take something I wasn't all that excited about and probably build it into something I'm really going to enjoy. And to be fair, the the episodes that they appeared in, while they had been changed a bit from their original concept. Uh, those episodes had largely been recorded, had been shot. The, the What we saw on screen had been conceived several years ago. This wasn't Filoni, you know, just creating from scratch and saying, I want these episodes in. Let's build them like this in in 2019. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a vestige of what Clone Wars was. I also think we need we as a fandom need to just accept that not every show is going to be the Mandalorian. It's not all going to be cinematic in scope. It's not all yep. going to have these sweeping effects uh, and, and connectivity and, and uh, huge meaning for the rest of the galaxy. Sometimes you're going to get a show like uh, the Mandalorian, but other times you're going to get a show like Resistance or like That's the goofier episodes say. of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I don't want everything to be cut from the same cloth as a fan. I want to be able to sit there and have lower stakes watching a show where I don't have to worry about 
getting online and and you know looking at all the connections and what I may or may not have missed. Just good dumb Star Wars fun. And if yeah. that show delivers that, I'll be happy. Yeah, not every yep. Star Wars um, piece of content has to hit every single fan. It's okay to like some things, not like other things. And um, I wasn't a big fan of Resistance, but I know a lot of people um, who had kids who loved it. That, yep. that was the target demographic all along. That's great. Like, that's a win. It doesn't have to be something that I'm over the moon about. Um, and I think that we all need but to I, take that approach. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. I, I worry uh, in, in terms of fan reception, because I think from my vantage point and, and the narrow view that I have into fandom, uh, folks seem to be, you know, for whatever reason, trained or conditioned uh, to, to, to expect uh you know, the, the Mandalorian, not just the Mandalorian, but like episodes like where Ahsoka comes in, that that's their expectation for every show. These big sweeping moments where uh, massive events happen and whatnot. That's why I think you hear that's why you heard in the Clone Wars uh, reboot here complaints about filler episodes and whatnot. That's why you've heard the same thing in the Mandalorian, uh, yeah. you know, and, and some of that criticism, I think, is fair. Uh, but I think there's a danger there that, uh, you know, when they've made uh, efforts to make everything so cinematic uh, and, and build expectations so high that we lose a sense of, hey, Star Wars is a lot of different things. And that's not always, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, theater experience um, mm. and, and the sort of sweeping cinematic story. Well, and in television, yep. it, not everything has to be a cinematic theater experience anyway. Yeah. It gives you, you know, we complain yeah. about you know, so much story crammed into two hours and the fact that television gives you a chance to expand that and have those uh, more intimate character moments. You don't get to then mm -hmm. complain when you get the intimate character moments. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, you can't have it both ways. From that. I, yeah. Yeah. And rebels suffered from that case in point. I mean, that was a great show top to bottom. Uh, but as it moved into this more significant story arc and, and sort of carrying, uh, Kanan and Ezra through to their conclusion and and building Thrawn's story, folks. That's where I first started to see this uh, this complaint about filler episodes and oh, they're you know I don't like these goofball episodes that seem to be uh, off the beaten path from what I want the story to to be and how I want it to progress. And yeah. you know I don't know that there's any changing it at this point, but that's what I worry about for a show like Bad Batch that 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 mentality is going to have people turn their nose up at it when in reality it is good Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I, I think mm -hmm. it, because it's new characters that don't necessarily tie in with a lot of other stuff, I think maybe they'll be a little bit more forgiving about the fact that it doesn't, I mean, with the Mandalorian and we get Boba Fett and we get Ahsoka and we get, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're starting to set that bar higher and higher, which is something we'll, we can discuss later about, you know, are they kind of shooting themselves in the foot about expectations? But we don't have a lot of expectations yet for the Bad Batch, so maybe people will be okay with it. Uh, mediocre Modeler in the chat room said, um, so on board for the Bad Batch. Hopefully they won't have the kid vibe like they had with the other animated shows, and, and I loved those shows, he says. I don't think the Bad Batch is going to have... The, I don't think it's going to be like Resistance. I think it's going to really be a continuation of the Clone Wars as far as the tone. I agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and while the Clone Wars isn't as, as kid-centric as Rebels was... Um, it's still less so than, you know, say the Mandalorian, yeah. right? right. And I think that's what we're going to have to see is that, you know, you mentioned it before, Eric, that all these things are going to be over across different um, 
different types of of of, of genres, even though it's all Star Wars, we're going to have a, a, a smattering of everything from real high end, you know, adult stuff that we're going to watch down to you know kid friendly stuff. Right. And I think that's what makes Star Wars so much fun because there's a, that thing across all these different uh, yeah. age groups. Um, yeah. yeah. And I and I think Star Wars still this is the last comment I'll make because I know we have to move on. But Star Wars suffers right now from what Marvel and the MCU does not. I've never felt I, I grew up a, a Marvel fan, but I've never felt compelled to watch every single piece of, uh, you know, either every single movie that comes out, every single TV show, more importantly, that comes out. I've never seen S.H.I.E.L.D., never felt really compelled to. Star Wars, for whatever reason, doesn't have that. Right. Uh, and and I'm, I, I should say I'm OK as a Marvel fan. I, I am perfectly happy sitting here uh, only consuming the movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Star Wars doesn't have that. There's almost this drive and this push and this expectation that you have to see everything and you have to like everything. And I hope with with the expansion of the universe like this, folks realize it's OK. You don't have to like everything. Right. Uh, and that doesn't make you a bad fan. And it shouldn't diminish your your love for for other properties within the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom, you pointed out that we don't, you know, we're, we are limited on time. I know you have a hard out here in a few minutes. Uh, looking over the rest of the show notes, is there another first. topic that you want to hit first? And then we can hit the others after you leave. We've got the Acolyte, I love Lando, Rogue these. Squadron. <laughs> what about okay. Rogue Squadron? I, that one, that one got okay. my yeah. blood pumping. Mine, mine too, in, in two different directions. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Lou, what, what's up with Rogue Squadron? Well. Well, Sounds Rogue Squadron, dangerous. it does, yeah. Rogue Squadron, um, Patty Jenkins has been directing this, and she put a great little, uh, it's not a sizzle reel, but a, a great little video she posted um, yeah. about this series. And it, it kind of goes into some serious stuff about her father, who was a fighter pilot um, and, and died while serving. And she talks about that, how she always wanted to make a fighter pilot movie and never had the right you know, story or the right timing for it. Um, and the whole thing is, I mean, she, she started out what she was, she was rollerblading, I think in a parking lot somewhere and gets back to a car yeah. and it's just very, very casual off the cuff doing this discussion and she's changing and she's talking and then she walks away towards an X-wing on the, on the, on the apron of an airport, putting on her rebel jumpsuit. I'm like, Oh my God, she is in yeah. this. Like, yeah. She's all that was nice in. to see. I mean, it was, yeah, and, and that really makes cool. you feel good because she is so invested in this herself. Um, because I think this is the one topic that, out of all these things, like like you know, you mentioned, got your blood going, Eric, and and, and Tom wants to talk about this before he has to get off the call. I mean, we've been talking about a Rogue One type thing for for a long Rogue time. Rogue Squadron. Um, oh yeah. Among, amongst ourselves, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, amongst ourselves, yeah. And um, this 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 is just I. I was kind of bummed it's a movie. And that a was my now. thing. That's why this is bittersweet for me. I want a <laughs> yeah. series. I want it okay. to be Battlestar yep. Galactica reboot, There's... but Star Wars. And instead we're getting a movie. We could get more. And... We Let's don't hope. need to think that narrowly. We yeah. could all, they could make a billion dollars off this movie and it launches that is a, a good point. series. That's, you <laughs> that's know what, Tom? Yeah, you win. Movie. Yep. That That's actually a really good point. <laughs> You know, oh, the, so. the the thing that got me excited is is as a as a kid growing up with Star Wars in the 90s, uh, the Rogue Squadron books were very near and dear yeah. to my heart. And I think I, I try to say this objectively, but I think of all the EU books out there series wise, X-Wing still holds a lot of traction is probably one of the, the most mm -hmm. beloved, the, the, the most well regarded. And mm -hmm. I know they're not going to draw 
they're, they're not recreating the books of the video game right in this movie. Right. But I loved seeing her interaction with Michael Stackpole, who wrote several of the books and a number of the graphic novels. Uh, he clearly was excited about the announcement. Tweeted oh, I didn't about hear, it. Br responded. Bring us up to speed on that, because I, I try to avoid Twitter and Facebook and all those, you know, cesspools yeah, of I, evil. I don't, so I full disclosure, I don't know. I, I don't have the That's tweet okay. handy, but he basically tweeted, hey, this is really exciting to see. I, you know, it's amazing that the, that they're doing this. Awesome. She quote tweeted him and, and you know, responded directly to him and said, your your books were a true inspiration and they're they're amazing we hope we do them Good. justice and i having that kind of mentality towards it and and she was doing that throughout the night after the the announcement she was responding to folks uh you know i'm sure if aaron alston were still alive one of the other authors no, totally. of that series mm -hmm. she would have responded uh, you know very nicely yeah. to him uh her interesting factoid uh her her dad she mentions in that video being an air force pilot he was a Silver Star recipient in the Vietnam oh, really? War. This was a combat yeah. pilot. That, yeah, uh, he was oh, an Silver Star pilot. Hmm. Yeah, Silver Star is second to the uh, right up underneath the, the Medal of Honor. So this was a, a true hero. He got that and then um, ultimately passed away at the age of 31 when she was hmm. seven uh, in wow. a, a training accident, a uh, dogfighting accident. So hmm. um, in any event, to hear that sort of inspiration behind the story, you know, you know, she's a great director yeah. anyhow, but, you know, she has writer. a passion for doing this right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, her taking that weight, that emotional and life weight into this movie, um, I, I think is going to have more of an impact than, hey, let me give a good Star Wars movie to the fandom. Right. Uh, and, and I think we should all be like really excited about that. Yeah. I have to say that yeah. um, when I heard Patty Jenkins was going to do it, it made me happy in the sense that she's a, a good writer. She's a good director. She knows how to deal with character development and she knows how to deal with action scenes. The Wonder Woman movie arguably was the best of any of the DC films. Um, mm -hmm. And I was happy about that. And then I saw that video she posted to Twitter and I'm like, wow, this is something she's passionate about, both from just the concept of fighter pilots. And apparently she's mm -hmm. a Star Wars fan. And I didn't know that. And, and the blending of those two. And then what you're saying about the conversation with Stackpole. I mean, apparently she's read the books. That that right. really makes me feel like this is in the right hands. Yeah. Now, I have heard uh, and I don't remember where I heard it from, that the story is not going to be based. on Right. And that's fine. Correct. So, right there. still, yeah. So there's still going to be some inspiration, which I think mm -hmm. is great. Um, and, and actually, even Stackpole had, had joked on uh, his Twitter account that he's like, hey, it's it's amazing that when something that, that when a movie gets promoted that is loosely associated with books that you wrote, how many more followers you get? Because apparently his number of followers on Twitter skyrocketed. He's about uh, to get a, a little more hefty royalties check. Hopefully. Uh, in the very near future. If you guys out there have not read so, the, the X-Wing books, there were four by Stackpole, four by Aaron Alston, who, is, as Tom said, sadly passed away. And then I think another, um, another one by Stackpole, or was it by Alston? There was a ninth book that came out later. There were there are two quadrilogies basically. I thought the last one was by Stackpole. Okay. I thought um, definitely worth reading. Stackpole is an incredible author. He was actually my first interview. I've got a lot of respect for him, um, and I think just a nice he, guy. He really too. is. Yeah, and he's actually got some some content about like how to be a better writer. So did Alston. He had a book that was uh, I think pub published posthumously. Um, yeah, follow him on Twitter. Absolutely. 
like full endorsement here for real. Um, yeah, it. so I, I think it's okay that it's not based on the stuff from Legends. I mean, we've already had some continuity changes of what happened right after um, Return of the Jedi, which is where the Rogue Squadron books are based. So inevitably, there have to be some changes. If they can bring back some of those characters, that'll be great. But again, we'll, we'll talk about that more on um, the Outer Rim when we... Uh, we tear that apart. Uh, David in the chat room clarified um, the first four were Stackpole, the next three were Alston, then one was Stackpole, and then the final one uh, was Alston. I, I thought one of the standalones afterwards was one, okay. but then I thought it was the other, and that would explain why. There was one of each. So there was uh, X-Wing, Rogue Squadron, X-Wing, Wraith, Wraith Squadron, and then there were two more books after that. So mm -hmm. Worth going out of your way to read, Maybe. even if you're not interested in the legend stuff. Um, you know, just consider it like an alternate reality sort of thing and, and read them. They're really good. Yeah. And my favorite Star Wars book of all time, I Jedi uh, led into that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, right. it's, uh, that was fantastic. And I, Hey, you know what? If Patty Jenkins brings, Oh Corn my Horn gosh. Back, holy crap. He is one of my, fa <laughs> he and Thrawn are probably yeah. my she'll two be, favorite characters anointed. in all of Star Wars. She would be anointed oh, yes. at that point, I think, at least. Um, uh, yeah. I would bear her children. Yeah, just, just, to, just, to bring, <laughs> see, just to bring him into the current canon would oh, be yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's a character I really miss. All right, what's up next? Okay, um, we'll go back a little bit here in the notes. We'll go to the Acolyte. Hmm. Um, this one, I, I, I'm not sure what to think about this because I don't have as much thoughts on this yet because it's in an area that we haven't been into yet this is set during the final days of the high republic which is a hundred years before the battle of right. yavin right i think it goes from 300 bby to 100 bby um focusing on the dark side it's themed as a, as a mystery slash thriller uh yeah you know, they could go anywhere with yeah. this so I, I mean i'm kind of interested but i'm also i, I don't know what to think so i, I guess that's good intrigued Heavily intrigued. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But think about it. We, I, we've I, never had a bad just, a bad guy focused thing. Mm -hmm. No, no, we haven't. And I mean, that's one more thing that makes me really intrigued by this. Um, you know, of course, it it kind of has us thinking. You know, I mean, acolyte and and inquisitor are two different things. But you're almost kind of thinking, okay, this is someone who is. Probably, you know, they're they're a dark side force user. They're not Sith. What's this whole relationship? What are they doing? What's their what's what's their whole purpose? And mm -hmm. doing a mystery spin on it, I'm yeah, I'm totally yeah. in. Totally in. When you, when you look at a story, it's always about things always get complicated when you look at what the villain is doing, and with the Sith, they've always been the puppet masters pulling the strings behind the scenes. So any glimpse we get mm -hmm. into that I think is going to be really compelling storytelling and I think it's also possibly going to set the stage for what we saw with um, Plagueis Palpatine and and moving on forward from there because 100 years we've talked about this before it's not that long like it's kind of long but it's only three no. generations of human lifetime um, That that's definitely a short enough time that whatever the Sith is doing there can uh, definitely have some direct implications for what we see in the prequels. And I think that that's really interesting. Now, before we talk about this on Outer yep. Rim, you guys have to read the first eight chapters that got published um, to StarWars.com, I think it was. 
uh, from the first High Republic book, so that we have some context yeah, going into I the conversation. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I haven't done that. I started yeah. it. That's Su- Charles Sewell's right. book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and when's that book coming out? By the way, January sixth. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Soon. So pretty pretty quick. Got to hurry up with Ready Player Two. Yeah. Uh, and then, now this is being done by um, Leslie Headland. Right. Um, now I don't know much about her. She did the Russian Doll series, I guess, which I, I've heard about, but I don't know anything it's, about uh, it. I've watched it guys? very well. Very received. popular. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of critical acclaim. Um, I have not seen it. But the sheer amount of critical and fan acclaim acclaim for it makes me confident that this is probably a good choice. And and that she can handle that level of writing. My understanding is that Russian Doll was um, complex, at least from a character development standpoint, which I think that's a really good sign. Okay. Yeah, let me check I'll that out. I'll have to out. check out Russian Doll, yeah. too, I guess, now, because it's kind of homework, right? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the Lando series uh, that we've been announced. This is an event series, they're calling it. So I predicted limited. this um, over a year ago. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it kind of fell off the radar, but... Is your arm okay? Your pet is something back there. I'm just, yeah. I am okay. right there with that Boba Fett spinoff and the appearance of Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah, I'm I'm right on it. Let me tell you. Um, so let's see here. What do we know about this series so far? Nothing. Um, yeah. Um, I would love it to be uh, centered around the the comic book. Uh, story yeah. that they did for Lando, which was <laughs> actually going to say around Lando. Like, yeah, yes, <laughs> it is. No, that was a did good story Sula though. Write that as well. I don't remember who yeah, wrote I don't that. Recall either. It was it was a good story. Like I I don't imagine that's not really something they've ever done, right? Like to do adaptations of of stuff that's already been published. But if they did, that would be a really good story for them I don't to cover. Think so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and nothing to say they can't either. I mean, they're pulling on all kinds of sources to get True. stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've seen them pull things out of you know legends and so forth, bring it forward into canon. Um, so yeah, Billy D knows? is getting up there in age though, and I love Donald Glover. I would love to see him come back. So I'm kind of hoping they do something that's, uh, um, yeah, Earlier. yeah. I really want to see Donald Glover yep. in this, and he's not confirmed. Apparently, I assume he's in talks for it, but really the only thing we have confirmed is that Justin Simeon, uh, best known for Dear White People, another series with vast critical acclaim, um, he's the one developing the story. Mm-hmm. There was a sizzle reel shown to investors that was meant to set the tone and style of the series. Um, so it was probably almost more of just a, a compilation of concept art. But uh, And of course, it wasn't made uh, available to the public. But we know very, very little about this. But again... Um, from what I know of it, it sounds like it's in good hands. I think Justin Simeon is, is probably going to do really well with it. And I really hope they get Donald Glover. Mm. Be nice. Although I think if they did, they'd probably have something to talk about, you know, that would have come out, but they, they could still be working on contracts. Yeah, if it's and, not finalized, I guess I can't really announce yeah. anything. Right. So. Uh, let's see. Um, a series of, of 10 animated short films called Visions. Um, 
This kind of confuses me. It, it's it's it says an, it's an Eastern feel to it. Yeah, right? it's done, but it's being done by major yeah, Japanese anime. anime studios. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so think uh, think the Animatrix. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm looking forward to this. Like, I'm not that much into anime. I'm starting to kind of dip my toe in the pool a little bit, and I don't think I'm necessarily going to go for a full-on swim. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this. I think this could work out really well. And I think that sometimes it's nice to get anthology stuff. Just for something yeah, different. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so, too. And, and, you know, I mean, whether it's canonical or not, I, I think... You know, it can just be something enjoyable. It's done from a different perspective. You have different writers and artists that are involved in it. Um, you know, and and yeah, we really don't know. It could be a reimagining or retelling of some of the same stories. Or, uh, you know, I like when sometimes when they flip a story from a different perspective. Um, you know, I mean, we kind of saw some of that from like the 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 uh, certain point of view books. Mm-hmm. Um, so little things like that, or, you know, some of those like interludes between the major scenes and movies or whatnot. So yeah, I, I like that kind now, of stuff. Um, I like the, I, I'd like to think before I have yep. to hop off real quick that, uh, it, it, it'll be done obviously authentically, but I've really loved the galaxy of adventure series. It has that anime flavor to it. If you haven't mm-hmm. watched that on YouTube, these little shorts that reimagine parts from the, uh, the movies, uh, with that sort of anime flair, but if you haven't seen, so this is not official. There's a uh, this I forget what it's called, but it's an anime style Tie Fighter movie, uh, like short right. film on YouTube that's available. Total total anime, like traditional anime animation. Uh, I don't even think that there are really any. I don't think there's a script in it, uh, but it's about some star destroyers uh, launching some pilots against the rebel force and it is if if they deliver 10 percent of that I'll, I'll be all in and uh, really loving it mm. yeah it's really good it's worth searching yeah. i've got to head okay. out, but, check that out all right tom have a good night tom, good seeing you buddy see you, thanks for being see here man. Outer oh. rim. bye so uh joe in the chat room was asking let me come back to it is it what if for star wars um not technically maybe but we don't know uh whether this is going to be canon or not um it right. may be it may not be i don't know the forces of destiny shorts that were on disney plus i don't know whether those are supposed to be canon or not typically those sort of little vignettes aren't really mm-hmm. supposed to be. I, I think those are what has been referred to as canon yeah. adjacent kind of like the lego content where they basically okay. don't yeah right. so we're, we're basically they don't countermand anything that is uh canonical but right they may not necessarily be canonical. Right. So. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure we'll get an announcement closer to, uh, to when it's released, but I would say right now, don't count on them necessarily being Canon. Uh, but I don't think they're supposed to be. What if either, I don't think that they are intentionally exploring alternate, you know, what if Luke missed his shot on the death star or what if Leia turned to the dark side? I don't think they're aiming for that. I think they're trying to stick with canon and it's probably going to be more along the lines of from a certain point of view um the books it's mm-hmm. it's going to be short stories okay. based on tertiary characters things like that hmm. interesting Maybe. cool uh we have a droid story yeah, coming yeah. out mm-hmm. 
but we have yeah. a, a, a new hero character being led through whatever events he's I... in uh, by 3PO nope. and R2. Nope. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> if it were BB-8 and R2-D2, maybe, but... I, I mean, the, the throw, thing is, throw I throw K2SO in there. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't mind it. Um, I know obviously the droids, they can get a lot of mileage out of. There was the old droids cartoon mm -hmm. um, that, that ran, you know, a few decades ago. Um, and I, I remember that being reasonably entertaining, at least when I was, you know, that age. Uh, but, but again, I mean, that's, that's also the thing. Consider Star Wars is primarily for kids. Uh, and you know, they're certainly expanding that there's, I think mm -hmm. some star Wars things that are leaning a little bit more toward, uh, you know, more mature audiences, but they still got to have stuff for kids. So, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, have at it. I, it, it might and, not be, I mean, maybe we'll watch an episode or two of it. And we'll say, yeah, not for us, but Hey, have I, at it. And it's the thing, you know, we don't have to watch all this yeah. stuff. That's the you thing. Know, you can, you can let something go. If it you don't can be watch. for somebody other yep. than you. Not, not everything Star Wars has to be right. about you or about me, <laughs> you know, and, and that's fine. I, and all, all kidding aside, I think that assuming they get a good writer, this is probably going to be a good series. It's always fun to kind of do the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern thing where you're kind of looking at the big epic events, but from the points of view of the people mm -hmm. kind of off to the side. And in this case, the droids are often marginalized and they're kind of the underdogs yeah. and you get to see the story through their eyes. Yeah. I think that could be good. And, and there's apparently a specific mission um, that this new character is tasked with and is being guided by 3PO and R2. So I, I think it's going to be more focused on this new droid character. It could be really good. It's not a bad concept. I, yeah. I just like to joke about hating 3PO. Yeah, no, I mean, th th that concept has worked in other properties yeah. before too. I mean, I like that where you have you know, characters that aren't really part of your main crew in how they're seeing the events unfold. There was a great episode of Babylon five that was that yeah. way. Um, you know, those, the, the, those two workman guys that were just kind of in and amongst other things mm -hmm. going on, but they were privy to all kinds of great things in that episode. This could be the same yeah. kind of thing. And we've got Star Trek um, lower decks. So, so wait and see. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's worked before. And I think it could work here. Okay, and then finally, we have um, an undisclosed project from uh, Taika Cool, Wittini. tell us all about that, Lou. Um, he's writing and directing uh -huh. it, and it's coming out in okay. 2024. So tell us about it. Uh, no, that, that's it. it it's, a, it, it's a Star Wars movie. Right, um, right. No, we, we yeah. want to hear more. In, in 2024. So, so yeah, what's, what's it about? It's coming out in 2024. Just, just like the basic. In, it, it's about Star Wars, yeah. Mm. That's uh, intriguing. It is. I'm excited it's fascinating. about fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. When, when's it set? <laughs> no. Time period? I mean, we, the, the, this is Anything? one of those announcements kind of like we had before where they say, hey, we have so-and-so doing this movie. Yeah. And that's that, it. That's I'm Kathleen like, Kennedy really? getting up there and saying, hey, stuff? despite all the details we gave you about things, that thing where we would just throw a director out there, we're still doing that too. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. and, and the thing is that this is also not new. Right. This was announced. I mean, we, we knew that. Right. That, we knew that he was attached to something. Was it officially announced? Yeah. I, I'm I pretty sure it was. I thought it was too. I don't so recall. It's, it's kind of the unfortunate side of it is, is that, okay, we've known about this for months. You couldn't have dropped another breadcrumb. I, I mean, yeah, I know. And, and, and again, I don't mean to Tell sound ungrateful, obviously. We had just so much stuff brought to us. 
and it's really awesome yeah. and that's so yeah. cool. But specifically looking at this one Taika Waititi thing, which whatever the heck it is, he 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 could do a, a story about air, and I he would might be awesome. Um, but it's like, yeah, we've known yeah. about this. Just it, it, tell us a little bit again, more. The I, investors, I, we've talked about this before. That I just hate that Lucasfilm does not like. Hey, uh, you know, here big, big, you know, shiny director. But again, this wasn't for the fans. But we're not going to tell you what this was doing. for the investors who may not have been well, keeping yeah, up with the news yeah. like we do. True. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't right, presented so, and positioned as a highlight of the presentation, which is fair. Like it, it got the no. right amount of attention based on the information they were providing. So like as a fan, it's annoying as a consumer of media. Recognizing this as an investor's call, I, it fit. Mm-hmm. You know, now maybe, maybe Lucasfilm doesn't even know what he's doing. Maybe he's doing his own because this he's is the keeping quote it from StarWars.com. It says, you know, Tech's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. Kennedy said, his enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. So they have no idea what he's doing. They they said, here, do something with Star Wars, and then let us know when it's ready. And that may very well be it. <laughs> they, they, they may have, I mean, maybe they told them, hey, here's the time period we'd love you to write in, or maybe here's a couple of characters, and just let him do his thing, which if we also heard a while ago that Kevin Feige was going to be involved in production mm-hmm. for a film, I, I mean, nothing like real long engagement that's the kind of stuff that they do over on the Marvel mm-hmm. side that Taika Waititi has did for um, uh, Thor Ragnarok and is doing for Thor Love and yeah. Thunder. Same kind of thing where they're just like, hey, you know what? Here's a character we'd love you to write on. Go do whatever you want right. to do. Maybe here's like two or three story beats that we want you to hit anywhere in that movie. But the whole thing is entirely up to you to do. Yeah. And maybe this is what Feige's working with him on because that's kind of a new thing for Star Wars where they've been, you know, fairly controlly um, about mm-hmm. things, I, which I think maybe the only exception to that is 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 kind of where Filoni is going. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the Mandalorian is something that is it's very much outside that box. Um, and now this is something they want to do with the big screen. I, I don't know. My understanding know. was that um, they, Feige did actually come in and, and met, but it was more of a consulting sort of thing. Um, my understanding is mm-hmm. that the rumors of him being officially involved in production could still happen at some point, but that what occurred that was reported specifically was more him coming in to consult with Lucasfilm about how to do what you just described. Like here mm. is the best way to approach mm. it. Here's how to approach new product uh, projects and bringing people in. Um, yeah. How are you doing things so well? We're not right. Right. And, and it's was. been working with, um, I, I mean, I really, I'm loving this Filoni verse idea. Mm-hmm. And, and I think yeah, that mm-hmm. that is going in the right direction. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see what else we, we get out of it. Uh, beyond that but mm-hmm. um i don't know i i the 
the thing that the other thing because i know we're about to to wrap up here because we've also got to record random chatter here pretty soon um the thing that walking away from it there are some things we didn't get we didn't get an announcement about boba fett Mm-hmm. We didn't get anything about um, Ezra or Thrawn, but those would be. So let's say um, we get Thrawn as the main villain in the Ahsoka series. That would be something we would get at a celebration, maybe at a D23. That's not going to be in an investor's call. Investors don't care about that. Well, some investors also care about that. That's outside right. the scope of the content that should be covered in an investor's call. Right. So right. It, mm-hmm. it's not surprising. We still could see Thrawn and Ezra in the Ahsoka series. Um, the other thing is they said there will be 10 new Star Wars series. They announced nine. Mm. So not including the two movies, 10 new Disney plus Star Wars series. We know about nine. And so if they wanted to do a Boba Fett spinoff, but have it be a surprise at the end of the Mandalorian season two, we see something like a title card that says the story will be continued in Boba Fett or whatever. They might not literally right. do that, but if they present it as kind of a big surprise at that point, then that might be one of those things that they kept out of the investors call intentionally, kind of like they didn't reveal baby Yoda at whatever investors call they did back before season one came out, you know, they, they do need to keep some surprises held back to give future talking points to the fans when the, the, you know, the next time mm-hmm. they need something to blow up big on the internet, it would not at all su- surprise me to find out that we are going to find out about one more thing pretty soon here. They were very specific, 10 new, new Marvel things, 10 new star Wars things. We got nine. Right. And minus nine, that still leaves, uh, I don't, I forget how many, but there's still something. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Good point. Good I, point I don't entirely. know that it'll be Boba Fett. Like it's, it's becoming more of a stretch right. now that that's what we're going to get. Uh, but there is still the 10th thing. We shall see. Hey, one thing we forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, Rogue Squadron, yeah, um, was uh, December of next of uh, twenty twenty three. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So, so yeah, I mean, it's not close, but no, it's not. It's really you know, not. <laughs> it's it'd, it'd not be at all. Before you know it. So yeah, yeah, and uh, presumably the Taika Waititi will be the twenty twenty five film. We, yeah, we assume. Yeah. Seems like a fair assumption. That schedule, as far as we know, hasn't changed. Right. Well, hasn't changed since COVID. Right. Yeah. Well. Because it changed there. But I mean, let me tell you, if we're still dealing with COVID by 2025, the entire movie industry is, is. Yeah. It's going to be a completely different creature, not just a slightly changed creature. It's going to be extinct and, you know. Yeah. There will be some other thing, so. We will be watching the movie in well, VR. Very good. You know. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know, vaccines are getting rolled out starting tomorrow, so mm-hmm. run run a path towards recovery or path uh, to recovery. Okay, path, to re- path towards something. Restructuring, yeah. rebuilding. Pa- pa- 
Don't to expect to get your vaccines that. until uh, probably no. April, though. You got a lot of people to get out of the way first, healthcare workers, elderly, et cetera. No, it's going to take a while. We're thinking well, summer. So Lou, Lou can get summer. his probably yeah. like two weeks from now. But Tim, you and I. Wow. I know. Wow. We're going to have to wait. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Lou's already passed out. Oh, there he is. Okay, he's back. Oh, God, 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 God. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, um, that is the investor's call from the Star Wars side of things in a nutshell. Um, they did announce a Willow series, too. Um, oh, yeah. Because that's that's Lucasfilm, so it's not with Star Wars, but Lucasfilm. Um, and and who knows what else they got cooking. I mean, like you said, Eric, there's other things they're going to drop. Indiana Jones 5. Or forest, it must call it four. Four. Yeah, it's the fourth movie. Four, yeah. four point five. <laughs> four. Indy wakes um, up. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, yeah. I just um, had the strangest yeah, dream. <laughs> hopefully, more stuff happens that we're going to be excited about. But I mean, like I said earlier in a call in this this podcast, uh, we got more stuff in this one four hour call that I think we got in the last three years worth of I was really saying, surprised hey, we're doing this we're not doing that we're doing this now we're not doing that now yeah so I am I was very happy I was very excited uh I wasn't watching it live Tim was Tim did a great job streaming this stuff to discord not streaming but um live know, blogging point by point giving a uh, live blogging in yeah. our discord server which was fantastic thank you Tim um certainly and uh it, yeah it, so. it was at times like challenging to keep up on because there were a lot of things in that call that they were like rapid firing through. Yeah. Sometimes mm. they were taking their time. Uh, there were other times that they were also showing, there were trailers that were sold that were being shown to the investors that weren't being shown to the general public. So like you would have this lull of like, you know, 40 to 60 seconds uh, but then other times they're just like, boom, 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 boom. And it was, it, it was, it was nuts. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, you know, it was fun. It was enjoyable. It was really awesome to, um, to just be getting all that news and, uh, you know, in, in one thing, I mean, all the star Wars news, all the Marvel news, uh, news on Pixar stuff and, and Disney animation, all that, a lot of the stuff mm -hmm. we're going to talk about, uh, coming up in, in random chatter and, you know, even like what they're doing with the streaming services and, and you know, things that we've talked about a lot and, and try to like predict ourselves what it is that they're going to do. Like, hey, how are they going to handle adult content like Deadpool movies for, for Disney mm -hmm. Plus and that kind of stuff? So they pretty much addressed a lot of that. Uh, so it was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very news heavy. We yeah, have definitely. a crap load of stuff now, and then we're not going to have anything to cover for the next three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't say that. Well, Eric, why don't you take us out? Okay. Well, first of all, to the people watching in the chat room right now, uh, we're going to wrap up this show. We are going to be back in about 15 minutes at 930 to start random chatter. And uh, don't miss that because, again, you know, all of this Star Wars stuff that we just had to cover, we got a lot of other stuff we're going to talk about um, the Marvel stuff. And of course, we're going to have a deeper dive on uh, Guardians of the MCU for that. We're going to talk about Disney and Pixar stuff. It, it's going to be another packed show. So stick around. It's going to be coming in a, just a few more minutes. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, then be sure to click through for that next episode of uh, Random Chatter. It's going to be episode, let me check, 309. So keep an eye out for that. 
But that is going to do it for this episode of Echo Base. There's going to be a lot more deeper dive discussions on this on the Outer Rim, our other Star Wars show on the Random Chatter Network. Once we get through The Mandalorian, we've got one more episode of The Mandalorian coming, and uh, we will be discussing that next uh, next weekend. Um, we'll have to figure out when exactly we're going to stream it, um, because I think I'm working day shift that weekend, so we might be doing it either Friday night or Saturday night, but we will keep you posted. And the best place to find out when we're going live is either by subscribing in YouTube and clicking that little notification button or by joining Discord. Go to randomchatter.com slash Discord. You can join for free. We've got channels for each one of the shows on the Random Chatter Network. We would love to have you there as part of the community. There's a lot of stuff here to discuss. So head over there and, uh, you know, ask us questions, ask other community members questions, talk about whatever your favorite news item was out of this uh, or out of the random chatter content we're about to bring to you. It's a good place to be if you're a fan of movies and Star Wars and television. So head over there and um, I think that's going to do it. You can follow us on Twitter at random chatter or at force chatter. And uh, that's it. So until next time, take care. <laughs>